Hello, everyone, and welcome to Chat Room. I'm your chat room moderator, Ben Rollins, and I am joined today by Lisa Harko. Hello. <laughs> hey, man, what's up? <laughs> Doing the chat room. Yeah, and Craig Wall. Yo. Hey, Craig. Hey. Was, yeah. Hey, so uh, so Chat Room is the uh, little uh, sub-podcast that we have where we just chat about the events of the neon streets, you know, get a little meta, uh, just have a little fun, you know? So... Uh, so you guys, you guys know what went down? Approximately. Approximately. Yeah. yeah. We we. Yeah. Do you guys understand the plot? Was it was it clear to you? Okay, I'm gonna do what it. What happened? I'm doing it right now. I'm gonna do it. Was Let it clear? It. Was it clear? It's, okay. it's clear to me what happened. Okay, what happened? So what happened is for some reason, Echo <laughs> and Pierre found out that there was an AI working at Roboticorp. <laughs> Right, <laughs> <laughs> we're well, already wrong, but already but keep going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, they found out, and they didn't like that. They, they didn't like that none too much. So they yeah. said, "All right, let's." Wait, team why up. did they like it? Why didn't they like it? I don't know. Some sort of some sort of weird uh, AI rights thing, right? Like they like them. It's not that they're like mad that they're like, "Oh, I can't believe Robotic Corp would hire a disgusting AI." Yeah, yeah. It was like a they like they they, they didn't like that this AI was being forced Taking to work advantage. for Robotic. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 like that's not cool. You know, this is almost a person. Maybe we don't really know yet uh, what what that's gonna work out to be like. Um, she's a great singer. We know that she's a really good singer. So so they decided to bust him out. So so. Uh, and then but then they were like, you know what? I don't know. This this AI is kind of weird. We don't really like her that much. Let's just sell her to PP Paradise. But Echo, who just is a big flip flop, decided last minute that she no longer wanted to do it. So she murdered her boyfriend, who she loved at the time. It was really hard for her to do. Okay, and then she <laughs> okay. she she ditched Greta at a bar to go sing, and then proceeded to. Go to Pee Pee Paradise's place, <laughs> just to like fuck away her worries. Yeah, to know. get get laid to to stop thinking about it, yeah. and then and then they decided to beat her up instead, and then and then that was yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, you'd be pretty close. Okay, no, I know what actually happened. What actually happened <laughs> is this <laughs> round two. Okay, what yeah, actually go, happened, go for it, Craig. Go what for actually it. happened is. Um, <laughs> you don't know. I don't. Re- the, the, I'm hung up on one part. I can't remember like what the original motive was for them busting out. Were they just trying to sell Greta in the first place? I think they That's were. They remember. were trying to sell Greta the under, like on the on like yeah. a black market. But and then, then Echo, Echo befriended her. About yeah, it and, like sort of yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like so it's like Echo and Pierre work together to like skim shit. Off of Robotic Corp and Constant. sell it, okay. right? which, is, which is also which is also how Spink got his parts. That, exactly. was, parts that was that was the thing. That was like Echo was Spink's hookup for like cybernetics and stuff like okay. that, right? And then they got the AI, and there's a little bit more than sh- they bit off more than they could chew. What? And they're like, well, let's sell it, and then and then Echo's like, oh, I feel bad. This person is like a person, and then and then let's instead let's instead uh, you know give her a life and stuff. And then yeah, she like let her let the- her sing, you know, yeah. let her sing like a nightingale. But they already set up the deal. With PP Paradise, and because she let Greta go, she decides to show up anyways to be like, "Look, the deal's off. You know, it's not happening." And they're like, 
no, it's not. You're coming with us. They take Echo. This is after she argued with Pierre about... So why did she kill Pierre, though? Like, why were the stakes so high? Who that she killed Don't Pierre? you remember? Oh, Pierre whips yeah. up the gun first. Yeah, Pierre pulled the gun out, okay. and then there was a struggle. Uh, it was a classic situation. The gun went off. Somebody died, you know? More yeah. passive voice. The okay. gun went off. The people were killed. Uh, people <laughs> <laughs> mistakes yeah. were made. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who's responsible? It's so hard to say. Moving forward, we'll reconsider our handling of okay. munitions around AI <laughs> transactions. Okay, yeah, and then, exactly. and then obviously, exactly. obviously Strom Chickley was just interested in retaining an asset, like getting back an Strom asset. Strom Chickley, but, yeah, you know... Because it looked in, bad for him and shit. Yeah, yeah. In, in my head, which I, I mean, I guess is sort of the canon, my head canon is sort of the the actual canon, I yep. suppose, um, <laughs> is like, yeah, so like Strom Chickley was overseeing some sort of, uh, of uh, you know, illegal uh, AI program. Something went missing. And for Strom Chickley, that's a huge problem because he's trying to cr- climb the corporate ladder mm-hmm. and he yeah, wants to look good. Bad. So if he yeah. if he loses his AI, it looks really bad for Strom. It's going to be bad uh, for his career. All right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, that, that pretty much ties up all the, the and things the, we but didn't know. There's, there's also like Sprainerd running around, kind of just ostensibly doing his own thing. Yeah. And, you know? and it's, so I guess like my question is Sprainer was on the trail of an AI, which was obviously Greta in the end. But does Greta actually pose any real threat? Or is like Sprainer just totally deluded into mm-hmm. thinking that, that any AI is bound to be bad news on like, is the world Sprainer scale? Is Sprainer deluded or is he just, you know, pragmatic? I, I'll leave that up to he's, the listener. He's worried to about decide. the singularity or well, something. He, like, there's, okay. The thing that I don't understand. Aren't you worried about the singularity? And maybe, How could you not be? Maybe, we maybe I should have thought about this at the time, but like AI, uh, like Sprainer being scared of it. There's got to be AI everywhere. They're not AI not, like everywhere. Like, is this like actually like a unique sophisticated thing, you know? AI? Like if you, yeah. especially if you, like, yeah, like you go and read like Neuromancer, they go to great pains to describe how like, all AI has like a, they always refer to it or often refer to it as like a, like a shotgun built strapped to its head. Right. So like a, a, artificial intelligence aren't essentially free. Yeah. So like Greta being an AI who's seemingly totally autonomous and can just run yeah. around and do whatever she wants, you know. That's yeah. the risk. That's like but, a real but, And look at like look at Marky, you know what I mean? Marky can't even decide to end his own life, right. you know. He's 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 just got his programming. Thank he just God for the pop to it. bomb. Yeah, it was a real godsend for Marky. <laughs> that was really yeah. nice that you got to use it in that way. It was, was really nice. cinematic. Listening back, though, I wish I had done something slightly different in that part because I had a, a sick idea when I was li- listening back to what it. What was it? I wanted, because I just got my hacking skills back. Yeah. I wish I had, like, hacked into the, like, the city mainframe that like controls traffic signals and like got the oh. traffic signal to change at the exact right a time. Man, hack. there's a so many. Hack. This is kind of like the roses yeah, and like thorns thing. Yeah. It's like, man, there's so many things listening back to the last, like the finale episode of this arc mm-hmm. where I was like, man, I really, I really fumbled wish it. I, done that. I really wish there was a point where uh, uh, Miloshka had let Test grab the wheel and, you know, become the crank oh, cab driver. I know, yeah. right? Like, I know. It's like, I, mean, I say it. I know everyone's like, oh, I wish yeah. that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, uh, that's I got one last thing where I'm just screaming about being Pete while I'm driving a crank cab like a oh. madman. Yeah, like that would have just uh, been yeah. so satisfying, I feel like. And uh, you know what? That's just how it goes, I guess. We're hindsight never going to have that moment. We're never going to have that. Hindsight is 2020. I got to say, I'm super, super pumped to have Dizzy back hacking again because I think it does it totally fixes the dynamic again where it's like you and I can do stuff that's like separate, but like works together, you know, I still got all the physical stuff and then you got all like the behind the scenes techie stuff. That's going to help. We're just going to help each other with that way. And it's like, it opens up all these opportunities and like, 
there's just so much that we can do with it now that it's gonna yeah. be really sick. That and also that the relationship is at least like somewhat on the way to being mended. Oh, yeah, you know like, what? Let's talk about the relationship because I, you know, <laughs> we started this arc with this like this really shaky relationship. Oh, that's you know, true, yeah. we we sort of uh, you guys were on in a bad way. It was kind of a weird thing because it's like you guys have sort of been, you know. Uh, like fighting about little things the whole time and then we kind of decided like okay there's this moment of like a fracture in your relationship where you guys aren't friends anymore and i'm not really sure we ever had a moment where you guys really like 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 kissed and made up disagree we did have a moment and i was thinking about this after especially on the second listen i realized it even more Hmm. um was when you said that that part of the reason that you do the things you do is because of this some other bad friend you had in the past. And you finally mentioned Blink. Yeah. Obviously, Tess is now curious about what actually went down and like what led you to being like that. But it's like he can also understand that if you know you have a friend that you trust and stuff, and all of a sudden he just shanks you in the back, that's gonna cause some problems for you. And then not you want you to, as soon as you come out of cryo, you're not gonna want to just be homies with everyone. I mean, there's gonna be some yeah. at least sympathy towards that, and it changes Tess' perspective. on it's not just you hating me and like being a dick to me it's like there's actual reason behind it and it's like you've been hurt before that's 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 can sympathize with that big time it wasn't yeah it wasn't like a big like you know a kiss and makeup type of thing but there was like that like like i feel like for me as playing that character that is like a huge concession to have like a tiny concession was like a gigantic showing weakness yeah showing a little bit of weakness some inner stuff you're my friend you really helped me a lot i like actually appreciate and recognize that you know, and therefore, yeah, let's go do this thing. Like, I'm not just gonna fucking bail on you now that yeah. I got what I need. Like, you're not like you're not like blink. You're not like I am to other people. Yeah. And like, what do I do with that? You know. So it's a whole new chapter. Maybe, it is. It is know? totally a whole new chapter. I I like the idea of us being like kind of closer homies and like really having each other's back and yeah. stuff. That would be kind of like a cool. Even though we poke fun at each other still, I think yeah. it'd be cool that in situations like yeah, we're ride or die for each other. You I know? think I think that's sort of like how I envision the the ultimate form of the the friendship is like yeah. you guys still rib each other yeah. pretty aggressively, yeah. or heads. at least at least the ribbing is is probably mostly dizzy on test but like yeah when it comes to uh to to when when it comes to shove when when the push push comes comes to to shove uh you you got it you got each other's backs yeah and and then the other thing too is like in the first bit of the arc it was kind of like that a little bit but like test and dizzy didn't know each other really at all and then there was some ugliness and then it's like now we've had this most recent arc and it's like that's sort of like you know, not necessarily like how you become yeah. friends, but now it's like a stronger relationship. Yeah. Like you've actually over when when it started, it was just like here's two people that are sort of stuck together. And now it's like here's yeah. two people who have actually like overcome something, which is crazy to think together. about in terms of your actual real life relationship with each other, which I think is very similar to the test and dizzy relationship. <laughs> <laughs> how so? You know how like you guys started out not really knowing each other. Craig was this like little awkward weird kid fucking lee was like this super sick guy with like like two tvs in his living room yeah Yeah. two two screens dark souls all day yeah i have a question for dizzy for lee for dizzy do you want me to i answered it i answered it as lee but i'm curious about where where's your head at in terms of how does dizzy feel about uh the neuromancers and actually working on the free net like do you does dizzy I'm, and this maybe oh I don't want to spoil anything, but does Dizzy want to get away from this like kind of being bogged down again and being controlled by someone? Because that's kind of what it seems with the free net thing. You're gonna have to go back and you're kind of gonna be at Cybotron's 
how do you feel about them being in control of you again and like actually having some say over what you're gonna have to do? Oh, and well, for a long, it seems like it's gonna be a long term thing. Like it's well, gonna, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it that much to be honest. But also, like Dizzy is looking at like a bleak and pointless future right now. Essentially, oh, really? like his like his end game was to like get out and like be with Tear. Essentially, so now that's totally off the table. So essentially, he has a pointless like existence. So like. Maybe like being under somebody's thumb isn't like that exciting of a prospect, but at the same time, like having something that he's like just like mm. doing, like something that gives him like just a reason to do something instead of just do nothing. I don't know if you'd be under Cybotron's thumb per se. Like, like that wasn't not, really maybe, the impression that maybe, I got. Maybe either. it's something that you can like go take the reins on a little bit and then have it be your thing too. It's well, like, I, 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 I kind of get the impression the that net. like with with Cybotron's impression of Dizzy and Dizzy's actual capabilities, he's like. Yeah, working with Cybotron and maybe under the directives of Cybotron, but a little bit more of a free agent, a little bit more autonomous. You know what I mean? Mm. So I, I didn't, I didn't really get the impression that it was like, yeah, directly like. <clears throat> There's certainly like no Michael Toxin uh, coercion no. going on. You yeah. know, it's it's not it's not like you were working for Genetic Corp. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious about how we're gonna, what our next run in with like Genetic Corp is gonna be when we're back in yeah. the big golf because like they clearly are now, it's been a while since we've kind of busted out as their assets. And at this point, I'm assuming they're probably like, fuck it, let's just kill them if we see them and stuff like that, you know? like I mean, last we heard was was kill them when we see yeah. them. So I would assume that's still the game plan. Yeah. Was that the last they heard? Well, we wasn't, didn't hear, wasn't the Dizzy one and Tess didn't hear that. Dizzy and Tess don't know that. Yeah, the, the, last, the last meta. we heard, yeah, the meta, the last we heard... Um, yeah, it was it was not Dead it was not privy to you guys. Alive. Yeah, it was essentially like if you can get the test subjects back, great. But if you can't kill them, and that goes for test subject four hundred five G, and definitely if you see Dizzy, definitely <laughs> kill him for sure. Don't kill bother bring him in alive. Absolutely kill him. Because because the way I see it, the way I see it is like we gotta we gotta get make sure these test subjects are in a spot where they're good. That's what tests. Yeah. First and foremost, cares about, and you've now agreed to that, so that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing it either way. I'm, and then I'm very excited. Net. Me, not dizzy, maybe, but I am very excited to see what like Enter test subject sewer society is like. Yeah, this is gonna be a big moment for Tess to become a true leader and and experience some of the the revolutionary stuff. I think mm. where it's like be part of the resistance and like lead some shit to to happen. You know, I'm that's what I'm hoping for at least. That's the, the direction I want to go. But I'm sure it'll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ben ben shaking, shaking his head. His head. <laughs> Not a chance. No, they're no. all dead. They've been mowed down by Genetacorp. Yeah. <laughs> it's just John Paul Guana <laughs> sitting down another, there. Yeah, he's got one of those like He's, eating the other lizards. he's drinking a drink out of a coconut. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> come on. But then after we get some free net shit figured out, I think it's like. Uh, that's uh, at that point. Obviously, who knows what will been set up by then. But I'm also just waiting for the days when we're doing some. We find some sort of resistance towards these corps, and we're actually like part of that fight. Because that's like hopefully new meaning for Dizzy too. To be like, I have an actual chance of taking these guys down for real. We need like we need we need Mr. Robot to show up like that. Mm. You know that I mean, guy you know to show up like this is the yeah. plan we have. What yeah. can you do to I aid us I in feel it? Like that's, the, that's the free sick. net is like. Uh, stepping stone towards that so, for sure, and I hope, and maybe that, and that that would be a really cool direction for it to go. And if we can push it in that direction, mm-hmm. I think that's something we should try to do because that's like super sick, right? Yeah, like, to be like the stepping stone, the first thing that we do to somehow maybe take down one of the corpse or like weaken the corpse in some way yeah. that changes yeah. things, mixes things See, up a little bit. I think, yeah, I think you guys would have to push. We got to get into their yeah. system. We got to get into their system and change 
a one to a zero. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. exactly. Um, that's, all, yeah, that's that one the, thing we the, gotta do. The impression I get from Cybertron, and like I haven't actually like looked at anything that was said by Cybertron, which is me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but like the impression I get is that like Cybertron's a bit of like uh, um, I'm not sure what the word is. Like I guess like a like like. I don't know. Is there a word for this? Where like you want to like transcend the problems or something like that, rather than like engaging with them. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of what the freenet is to me. Where it's like it's like I don't really want to like fix the world. I just want to make this like sort of like like internet paradise for like hackers. Essentially, that's sort of the impression I get. I I agree. I think that's that's entirely what I got too. Has to worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it's it's very much not like uh, I guess maybe what Dizzy and Test would have in mind as far as like an end game saving the world type thing. What Tess you know, would have in mind, because that sounds pretty fucking sweet to Dizzy. Yeah, but it's like, oh, yeah, free, clock free out, yeah. hacker paradise. It so totally sounds so sick. But the thing is, like, at some point, there's going to be some sort of thing, at least I hope, where the, the corpse, some corporation will interfere with it and try to, like, turn it into a commodity or just interfere with it because it's going against something that they want or need. I think that, that goes they, without saying. Exactly, right? Oppo- so oppose a free so net. I'm hoping that, like, there's, like, we're almost getting to that free net stage and then all of a sudden something happens that's like, okay, like, we can't do this without taking care of the corpse. Wait, yeah. let me just, can you say that again? I'm gonna write it down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mental jot notes. All right, what do you um, have for us? Dungeon I mean, Master? I guess I guess what I had on my little question list, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about like the the sort of like uh plot structure, I guess, and like what worked yeah. and what didn't. I think it's a, a legitimate concern. So like with the plot structure as uh as I made it, it was sort of based on like Raymond Chandler, noir style detective stuff. And uh uh, I'm not sure it translated extremely well to a actual play podcast. <laughs> the only part that didn't translate well to, I think, is to a podcast, but to the actual play. I think if, if I had been less in my head about like, oh, shit, we need to have something happen or else it's going to get boring for listeners, then I think like actually playing through it could have been more fun because it would have been like freer to go fuck things up more and like waste yeah. more time and not be as like worried about it. But I think that's what happened is like I got in my head about being like, oh, like we really need to know what to do so we can do the thing that will be exciting on the podcast, which is a horrible mentality to have, and I'm wrong for doing that. But you're it wrong. It did happen regardless. And you're to blame for that. So, uh, so I'm, I agree. I told, as I told you earlier, uh, everything that goes wrong in my life, I assume that I am to blame. <laughs> I should continue to do that. <laughs> Until there's evidence to the contrary, I assume I'm to blame. Yeah, I generally don't think mysteries work well in RPGs. Just like as a general rule of thumb, puzzles and mysteries, it sounds like stupid, but I just don't think either of those things but, work very but well. But I feel like I feel like at least like like one in four it hits the spot perfectly. Here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think this is maybe I should have made this like more explicit, but like I uh, I really dig Raymond Chandler's stuff. If you haven't read a Raymond Chandler novel, uh, give it a shot. Uh, beware uh, of uh, incredible amounts of uh, yeah, of horrifying prejudices and stereotypes. Um, however, uh, they're they're enjoyable for being like such a quintessential entry into the noir genre. Um, so what what I really like about the the, uh, 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 the the Chandler sort of plot structures is that like they're super convoluted, and uh, it. it it doesn't actually it doesn't, matter, it doesn't matter what's going on. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. It's like the, the plot's convoluted, but what, what's really interesting is is the interactions you get between characters. So the plot's kind of always in the service of these just like interesting yeah. scenes and these memorable characters. And uh, and that's sort of what it's about. So like when I was designing it, I was thinking more about like, 
how can we get these interesting characters in and have these kind of fun scenes? So when we're talking about like you're saying like, oh, like what's Sprainer's deal? I don't know. Like Sprainer's deal was was essentially that I thought it'd be like kind of fun to have this like other element in the plot. But also I think it would just be fun to have like a scene where there's a guy in your room and uh, he's kind of like, you know, like cool and and I, yeah, the whole the whole foot thing was an afterthought. If I had that. that mindset during it, I think it would have been beneficial too. I, I, yeah. I, it's hard to break out of that mindset of like while you're playing an RPG of like every character is important. Everything that happens is clearly yeah. important. The DM <laughs> is trying to tell us something, but clearly sometimes it could be where it's not. And now I know that too. Like now that we've done that, well, that's I, I'll the, be better I, set for that. I think like, it's tough. I think it's yeah. just tough with the actual play because it's like there is a plot and it is like it is. I guess you know, better to, to sort of be on top of that than to not. I think it's more fun if you guys like understand what's going on or whatever. But at the end of the day is like, yeah, I think the most, the most fun you get out of this genre is just about uh, enjoying the, uh, the weird scenes totally. you get between the characters. Yeah. I feel yeah. like th- this, sorry. Do you have well, I just mean like, it's like, obviously you have like the plot all in your head. And so like, there's a part of us that has to trust that like, there's going to be some kind of breadcrumb, but at the same time, when you're playing yeah. in it, you're trying to like figure it out, like yeah. totally to be like, oh, like what do we have to do right now? Because like this is where we are in this mystery, and there's no clear thing that we can like pursue. But like, and it's hard to like just like trust that. Oh well, like the DM is going to just like yeah. breadcrumb it the right but, way, and but I was having take us to the right spot, yeah, kind of. I was having a tough time like identifying the breadcrumbs though. That's like, and that's what I was like worried about. I was like, well, I was like, I don't know which was a bread. What was a breadcrumb? What was like a false a red herring and like you know all this stuff. It was. It was. I'm gonna say this. If I was gonna redo this arc, uh, and this is probably gonna really, uh, really upset some uh, some tabletop role playing game people, I would run it like full on railroad, just like aggressive railroad, hop on the train, going down the tracks, chug a lug, you know, not stop until we get to the destination. Because I think that that would really free everybody up to just sort of forget about trying to find breadcrumbs, just enjoy what's going on. Because like in the other arcs we did, it wasn't ever about like solving a mystery. There's you don't need to follow breadcrumbs. No. You just like have, have fun. Decisions. Have fun. It was more about yeah, us making decisions. You have to make yeah. decisions, but but it's not about like if you make the wrong decision, the the, the story ends. Falls you know apart. what I mean? I yeah. also don't no think dead that's, ends. I don't no think that's railroading. I think railroading is a term that gets thrown around too much on online Use message boards about yeah. tabletop RPGs. I think that the DM having a structured that tabletop lover sixty nine. Yeah, tabletop lover sixty nine. <laughs> Find me on Reddit. Um, <laughs> I think that it's a good thing when the DM has like the plot in their head that they're trying to sort of push you through because that's like the only way that it really works really well. But it's only a railroad if then you totally deny every option that we try and take, and we we don't have right. no uh, we have no agency in the story. You know. Well, I think I think specifically for the mystery plot line is like is where the railroad sort of becomes like like important. And uh, and really a railroad because it's like I need you to go in this direction because I have the mystery set out this way, right? Well, I think the thing with that is that you it doesn't necessarily have to be a railroad, but like what I've seen in like actual adventure paths that have been like set up by like you know Wizards of the Coast or Paizo or whatever is that like it's not a railroad, but there's a billion different ways that you can accidentally find your way back to the path. There's there's not one critical thing that you need to find. There's like six different things that you could possibly find. And like 
have kind of been hinted at in the story. So if you pursue any one of those like six different things, it's going to point you to the next like one big thing. And like, that's kind of how, how I've seen it navigated. Okay. It seems really complicated. Oh yeah. uh, My brain definitely doesn't have six contingency plans to get you to the, (laughs) you certainly uh, are not getting paid to write. You chose option four. (laughs) I know exactly what to do for that. one. Yeah. I have no idea. I would say also, uh, that, that like as a, a GM of like a mystery arc, what I thought was really complicated was like trying to be like loose in the RP and like have fun with it. But also remember to like, oh, but I, I can't give them too much information from this character. Too oh, much or I, too little. But I do need to give them this piece yeah. of information. So I found that like really uh, hard to keep track of was like yeah. what they're supposed to, what, what you guys are supposed to know, when you're supposed to know it, who's supposed to give it to you and like who isn't, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, I thought who that was, doesn't know. Yeah, that was super complicated to, uh, to keep track of. And I thought it was like, it, for me, it felt very like constricting because I felt like I had to constantly be like juggling these plot balls while I'm trying to have like fun doing like loose RP. So I think like I probably would not want to run another like mystery, at least not quite, not one that's so convoluted again. I think it was just like not as much fun for me as running like a much looser sort of arc where it's just like for things sure. can happen and you can roll with the punches a little easier. I, I think that this is. I'm what I'm really happy about is like this was clearly a learning experience, I think, across the board. Like, everyone has things I think that they would like to have done differently. I this did point. everything exactly, yeah. You did everything perfectly. Okay, got it, yeah, got it, got I, it. I well, was like, <laughs> honestly, I was like sick in this arc. I think this is like, like a style that you could easily revisit, and it would be we could make it really sick too. Like, it, like as a team, we'll, we'll make it really I dope think, the next time. I think if I like maybe like if I maybe took my own advice a bit more and like cared less about where the plot went and just tried to figure it out as I as I went then maybe it would work better but yeah I think if I have an actual idea of like this is what needs to happen I think I think that's just a that's just a, a recipe for disaster you know what I mean it's too convoluted there's, there's just too much to keep track of but but yeah but one thing that's I'm not I'm not an AI Craig no I know I know you're not an AI you're, you're much too dumb for that way too <laughs> fallible <laughs> no but I think like one thing that's like really hard as a, as a GM is when you you know, it's like you always have to, it's a balancing act of going between, it's like plan too much. Okay, I plan too much there. Don't plan hardly anything. Oh, I didn't plan enough there. Okay, I need a little mm-hmm. bit more. But even when you hit that little sweet spot, like you have a loose framework that you know is like, okay, this is what needs to happen and stuff. It sucks when something comes up that is like your your PCs are way off on it. Like they're just way off on it, but you kind of like what it is. But going with it implies that you would now have to ignore the rest of the framework, right? And that's when things can get dicey. That's, it. Well, that's that, when that's it becomes a railroad. Do. That's yeah. when it becomes a railroad when you're like, oh, the PCs are going to do something that's cool that I haven't accounted for, but I'm not ready yeah. to handle that. So I'm going to try and get them back to it. So that's when it becomes a railroad. Maybe there just is no actual area that exists that's like, this is the right amount of planning. It's just always just going to be fumbling back and forth. And then I don't know. <laughs> honestly, good honestly Craig, that is exactly what it feels yeah. like. It feels like every session... Uh, I'm constantly trying to like like figure out the 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 perfect amount the of planning, and I'm always wrong. That is how it feels but as a DM. There's there's definitely like uh, an inherent to me at least when I was DMing a little bit. It's like there's a certain amount of anxiety coming to it. <laughs> Where you're like, did I prepare enough? Or that, like- that anxiety was deserved in my experience. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> like, like, we didn't have fun. Yeah. That's, that's, that's great. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. As if that... We only didn't have fun as for if you needed that. 10 sessions in the haunted house. In the haunted house. I, yeah. That haunted house... 
I talked to a different friend who DM'd a different haunt and a different thing at one point. He's like, oh, yeah, that's brutal. Just you got to just ignore all that stuff. And <laughs> just yeah, like, it was you just got to kind of homebrew it because, like, that was brutal. I was having a pretty good time up until then, but, yeah, that really. I think we all were. Yeah. Can I? So I want to make a request to the listeners. <laughs> just killed the mood for. No, me. I mean it was clear that like. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. But like, what I'm saying is that like it's. There's, I thought there was there's, good parts in it. There's honestly. anxiety when you're a DM and you're like, did I prepare enough for today? And am I gonna be like good enough also to like think on my feet when something comes up that I'm not prepared for? Yeah. And then like most of the time when I prepared for what I thought was one session, it ended up being several weeks of sessions because like the banter and like the, the yeah. things that happen are not what you think are going to happen. But, Classic problem. Yeah. But like, yeah, there's there's that like, did I did I do a good enough job of preparing? Is this going to make sense? It's I yeah. don't know. Um, I have a request. I want I want to put something on the listeners here. <laughs> Wow, listen to requests. Yeah. It's unprecedented. You hear, you hear that, Anthony? Do... I'm redlining for you, Anthony. <laughs> I don't know, actually. I, I was, I was going to say, but I think uh, I, I would be really curious. For those of you listening at home, I would love to hear some feedback on uh, the, the previous two arcs, actually. Not just cause the first one was like, oh for us, we're feeling it out anyways. But I'm curious about how people feel about the direction. Was there anything that was disappointing this time around that was like disappointing from the character's perspective about how how Dizzy and Tess behaved their relationship? Yeah. I want to know about some of the stuff we talked about from from your like other people's yeah. perspective. And you know what? Like a third party. And you know what? If you want to send us some feedback, uh, and if, especially if it's negative, uh, don't put it on Twitter. <laughs> don't don't put it on Instagram. Send it to us at theneonstreets at gmail dot com. Keep it private. You know. Yeah. All right. No need to disparage us in public. The neon streets at gmail.com. And you know, if this is something that you're really passionate about and you really like, uh, you, you feel like you have so much you guys say, write it all out and we will genuinely read the whole thing as a group and we'll, yeah, we'll actually absolutely. take it into consideration. Yeah. And it's not if something you, that's just going to get like glossed over. We will actually read it all. Absolutely. absolutely. Time, if yeah. you really, really, really feel strongly about it and you like absolutely need to have your voice heard right now, you call Craig at 1780 <laughs> That is. One seven eight zero. Fuck it, I'll leave it in. Eight eight four three. Don't actually call me, but that's my real number. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So seriously, send, him a, send, him a text. send it. Send as much feedback yeah. as you want. Uh, Craig will get really bummed out by it. I personally won't be affected and won't do anything differently. You know what? I'm so. extremely harsh critic of myself. Yeah. Uh, you I, couldn't I, say worse things to Ben than what he goes to sleep with. Yeah, honestly. That's true. 3 a.m. thoughts. Yeah, he's his own. He's his own worst enemy right now. Uh, sick pop punk reference. Yeah. Well, also other people have said that <laughs> yeah, other than pop punk musicians. I think it's most applicable to pop punk as a genre. Um. Yeah. Send us some feedback, and also, I mean, we're gonna continue on with the bi-weekly schedule for now. But once we're ready to get back on weekly, I don't know if we ever yeah. are again. Well, yeah, maybe one day. Uh, don't hold your breath. <laughs> 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 we'll see. Well, in school, I, I gotta be honest. I find school incredibly uh, stressful, time-consuming, energy-consuming. Um, even with uh, my my sort of uh, relatively small workload, um, while I'm in school, though, I, I, I don't know. It's it's tough to do weekly for sure. Which is fine. You'll be done school eventually. So one day, be a baby. I don't hope I. I don't know. Work is so horrifying. Just stay in school forever. Yeah, just like wilder. like thinking about your guys' lives is just so depressing. 
Man, I I love my life. I actually love my life. Love yeah. My life. <laughs> Aside from my job, well, maybe, my life is amazing. Well, maybe I should just get a job then. Yeah, maybe I'll love my life too. Uh, hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the chat room. We will be back next week, actually, with a new episode from the new arc of the Neon Streets called uh, Test Subject Turbulence. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's canon. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Uh,